That's how, at the end of all of this, that is how the thoroughbreds will be separated from the horse's asses. And yeah. so it's up to you. Which one do you want to be? I, I told you, got me hot, Kirby. You got me hot. You got me hot. Welcome to the Twilight Zone. That is episode number 63 of the Promo Front Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, is the Vice Admiral of the Vaccine Mandate, the Field Marshal of Formula One, the one and only Dr. Kirby Hossam. And Kirby, how the 1911 are (laughs) you? I'm doing all right. Today's been a weird day, um, but yeah, I'm doing okay. Um, Just trying to keep all the the, uh, plates spinning, as it were. And that's that's always good. Keeps me Keeps me young, right? So I'm doing all right. How about you, bud? You know, uh, I'd say okay is right. It has been, uh, without getting into any detail for either one of us, uh, we shared some things off air. It has been a crazy, weird day that I think we'll oh, sure. both be kind of happy when uh, our head hits the pillow tonight. <laughs> but, but, but you know something else that makes me happy, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That's knowing that there's companies like Promo Pulse out there to make things easy for people. You know, we've talked a lot about Promo Pulse and their amazing AMP email service. You remember the retail looking and end user friendly emails. They're just super easy to use with those three steps. You choose your suppliers, you upload your list and you choose your friend uh, sending frequency. But there's more, you know, we've hit that so hard. I want to expand on some of the, the additional tools they have that maybe people aren't aware of. So they have this thing called the Daily Pulse. That's free inspiration delivered right to your email inbox from suppliers and industry thought leaders. And then the app itself, sitting there right there on your phone. It's search, save, and share ideas with your clients and colleagues. Promo Pulse is kind of taking over the promo world, aren't they, Kirby? He's got the app right on his phone. Aren't they kind of taking over the promo world? It really is. It's Again, we've talked about it. It's funny. It's been a while since we've actually talked about the app. Mm-hmm. But it is one of those things where if you are trying to keep track of not only the sort of the pulse of the industry, but also just the, the pulse of the suppliers and thought leaders that you like the most. That's the cool thing is that you can figure out who you want to follow and kind of that sort of thing. So, it, you know, at uh, literally the touch of a finger, you can check in each day and see what's going on. And that really is, I mean, not only from a from a specials perspective, which is always great. And at this point, stock, you know? Yeah. Um, but oh, no question. But also just, you know, hey, what's going on from a news perspective, stuff like that. It's a, it's one place yeah. to catch it all for sure. Awesome. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. So first of all, head, you can head over to promopulse.com and see all the great tools they have. But probably right now, what you need to do after this podcast is go ahead and head over to your local app store right down the street and search for Promo Pulse. download the app, and use it just like you would Facebook. When you get up in the morning, check that thing out. Yeah. You're not going to be sorry you did. Hey, real quick. I think it's promopulse.io. Is that right? Not com? It is promopulse.io. We told you it was a weird, wild Wednesday. Sorry, I just wanted to be... Just no, to get it's right. promopulse.io. Thank yes. you so very much. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> All right, Kirby. You have the upfront section of the podcast. Uh, why don't you go ahead and 
lead us off with something in the promo industry. Let's focus on the podcast, shall we? Absolutely, absolutely. So it's funny. I had a like literally late last week. There was a topic that came out that I kind of and you're better at that than me. Like you, you'll bank topics. I usually it's like the day mm-hmm. of. I'm thinking of them, and I was like, "Ooh, that's right. gonna be a good one." And I've totally changed my mind at the last minute. Um, so. Uh, I don't know if you, I assume you follow uh, Dale Denham on LinkedIn. Uh, so Dale, Dale was at an event last week talking to uh, industry pros and felt compelled uh, to write um, a post on, I think it was LinkedIn. I don't know if he also did it on Facebook, but I saw it on LinkedIn. Essentially talking about, um, you know, we all understand the supply chain issues. I, I, I say that. I'm not sure everybody does, but let's just say that the listeners of this podcast do um, understand the supply chain issues, but he uh, has been talking to suppliers and he felt compelled to sort of say, hey, what I'm hearing from our industry, especially our suppliers, is so much disrespect so much mean-spirited um, vitriol out there. And he, he said it really eloquently. It was very, very well written and very well said, but talking about the need for respect, the need for, yeah, you can be frustrated and you can push to, to talk to a supervisor and all that sort of thing, but you can do it in a respectful way. And if you don't, essentially Dale said, I support people. If you are being disrespectful, I support people hanging up on you. Um, mm-hmm. And I literally couldn't agree more. And I, I, it is a, it is a strange state of the industry when it's gotten to the point where the president and CEO of PPAI has to tell us to be nice. Like we need to get like, first of all, stop being surprised when people are out of stock. We knew we've been talking about this for months. And when you do, as as I believe Papa K said in a previous podcast, you can be both disappointed and not an asshole at the same time. So I, I, I was fascinated that, that Dale felt compelled to do that. I thought it was really well said. Curious to know your take. Yeah, so I didn't see the actual post. So I, I'm just going to take it what you, what you said. And I know Dale well enough to know that he is an eloquent speaker as well as an eloquent writer. Um, I do think it's kind of a sad state of affairs when the president of the uh, industry non profit has to basically tell half of the half of his uh, constituency stop being jerks yeah um Be adults. I, I, I don't I, I I you know you said earlier I don't think people really understand the supply chain issue I think they understand that they just want to ignore it they want to pretend Maybe. it's affecting everybody else but them and what I'm seeing is it reminds me of when toll tollways used to have toll booths and it would drive me nuts when someone would be getting off of a toll road and they'd get to a little coin collector collector. And it was like, they were had to start digging for change because they were shocked that there was a coin thing there. They had to throw <laughs> coins in. This is what I'm seeing right now. And I'm so tired of people squawking about the lack of, of inventory. Go to your local grocery store. You're going to start seeing it. I'm telling you folks, oh, it's we've there. been talking about this ad nauseum for months. It is going to get dramatically worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. Trust Papa Bill on that one. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, instead of focusing in, on, well, they don't have that inventory and that sucks and this supplier blows and it's taking me 20 minutes to get a, a return phone call and all this stuff. 
hey, instead of that, why don't you see what inventory they do have and see if you can actually do what your job is, which is to be creative and find a way to use the merchandise that is available to send the right message to the ultimate end user of the merchandise. So instead of just saying, well, they don't have what I would normally use, maybe stop being lazy, maybe start thinking about here's inventory they have. How can I creatively use this merchandise that I know I can get and yet at the same time help my client accomplish their marketing goals. That's how at the end of all of this, that is how the thoroughbreds will be separated from the horse's asses. And yeah. so it's up to you. Which one do you want to be? I, I told you got me hot, Kirby. You got me hot. You got me hot. <laughs> Anytime we can say that that's how the thoroughbreds separated from the horses. I feel super good about that. That's, that's yep. really well done. I agree. I wholeheartedly, and it's one of those things that we're having conversations internally about. This is not, you know, I'm living in this too, man. Like, it's not like all the things I go to buy are, are magically there, but we're right. constantly having that conversation where it's like, what's next? What's next? What's next? What do we, what, what can we, um, and then what communication are you doing with your clients in advance? Yeah. Because I think that's clients are getting frustrated, but they're getting frustrated because it's like they're being blindsided. You, you should getting, be telling this right as you're giving them presentations. Hey, these may not be it. Clients are getting frustrated because I'm thinking the vast majority of salespeople on the distributor side in our industry are just saying, tell me what you want and I'll get it for you, as yes. opposed to leading the conversation right. and yes. doing research on the front end and saying, as of today, this is my understanding that this, this, stock, this stock, and this stock is available. That could change. Please understand that. But what a better way to show your clients you care yeah. than you've already checked to see if this type of shirt is in, this type of mug is in, this type of hat is in, or whatever you're looking for before you give them ideas. Yeah. I'm telling you, the, the, the power is in your hands, distributors. Stop blaming suppliers. Stop blaming the supply chain. Stop blaming the pandemic. Maybe it's time to go look in the mirror and say, how can I be better? How can I take control over what I can control and actually affect positive change in my small sphere of influence? Thank you. Well done, sir. I see no reason to keep talking. Well done. I don't either. Okay, <laughs> Kirby. Um, so I, this, I want to couch this next topic. We are not going to politicize this. As, as Kirby might say, in the interest of transparency, we did slightly talk about this topic before we got on air, because this is not a political topic, even though it does include politicians in a political decision. So roll with me for a minute while I explain this. So President Biden has ordered vaccine mandates for large employers. So that's employers with more than 100 workers. They must require vaccination among employees and implement weekly testing of the unvaccinated or face $14,000 fine per violation. Now, the formal guidelines for implementing this requirement will be issued in the coming weeks. Um, In issuing the order, Biden criticized eligible Americans who have not yet been vaccinated by, quote, saying, saying, quote, patients with the unvaccinated is wearing thin and your refusal has cost all of us. He went on to say unvaccinated people can cause a lot of damage and they are. Now, employment law experts have looked at this and they said the mandate is legal, provided that employees can apply for and receive accommodations based on medical or religious reasons. I say all that to say, okay, that's just fact now. Just like the speed limit on my road in front of my house is 25. That's a fact. Whether I agree with it or disagree with it is irrelevant. It's a fact. 
So knowing that's a fact, I want to actually have a conversation more from a business perspective, Kirby. Is this type of mandate good for businesses? Is it good for uh, helping the economy continue to kind of, it kind of, we're getting fits and stops because of supply chain, which we just talked about, but is this overall good for business or is it bad for business? Again, we're just talking about it from a business perspective, not political. So folks, if you want to light me or Kirby up and it's about politics, don't waste your time. You already seen how salty I am truly. Don't waste time. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, obviously, you know, this is one of those, um, time will tell if I'm right with what I'm about to say. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm happy either way, but I, I think, yes, I think it's going to be good for business. And so I, I know that the idea of doing this with larger employers is because they're going to be more clustered together and it, but I, you know, I see it from, you know, from a small business perspective, if one of my, uh, employees, uh, test positive for COVID and mm-hmm. I have multiple other non-vaccinated employees as small business you can just shut down. Um, right. I think that happens. It could happen to restaurants. It could happen to sure. other things too. And that's certainly the case when you talk about the supply chain, it, it's not, I mean, where was it? I just heard the other day where there, you call, I called someplace and they're like, yeah, we're, we're, we're closed. Right. There have been way too many of us that have tested positive because of that, the health department shut us down. And mm-hmm. I think that from that perspective, you know, it ties back to, you know, one of my favorite quotes from the NFL, it's really from any sport. It says the best ability is availability. And if our, you know, the American worker can't work because they've tested positive and not only because they've tested positive, but because of the circle that it goes around mm-hmm. uh, to me, I, it, I get like, I'm, I'm trying to be more um, um, patient with those people who have uh, mm-hmm. fear around the vaccine and that sort of thing. Um, but that being said, you know, FDA approval obviously was a big deal yeah. and he wouldn't have done this. I don't think had there not been FDA approval. Um, so to me, it makes a ton of sense. And mm-hmm. the thing that I would say is it's not the first vaccine we're mandating. Like yeah. that's the part that I guess I, so, so to me, yes, if it makes the right. American workforce healthier, or at least keeps them from getting sick and they can work, then yes, it will help. That's my right. Thing. Right. And I believe, for example, smallpox was a mandated vaccine and that's why nobody has smallpox anymore. But right. here's where I, I actually agree that a vaccine mandate now that it has full FDA approval, I hate that we're here. So right. I guess I'm like, I understand why it happened. Yeah, I understand. But I think it's and I do think it's good for business. I guess I would have preferred to see businesses do this. Sure. But because, you know, not everybody's going to do it. You know, this I think, unfortunately, it had to be done to help stimulate the economy. And that's what we're talking about, not the political decision behind it. I do agree with you. I think that, um, you know, it will help businesses stay open and things like that. And again, people have provisions to opt out for for various reasons. And and you know, we as a society don't love to be told what to do. Right. I understand that it's kind of like a, a, the foundation of who we are mm-hmm. as, as a country. We're based on freedom. Right. But when we don't use that freedom judiciously, sometimes that freedom is taken away. And unfortunately, that's what's happened here. But I do think overall, from a business perspective, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Well, and I think your, your analogy of the speed limit, I, I mean, when this mm. first kind of came through, I think we, yeah. I, I, I use the example of the controversial case of a stop sign. 
Yeah. Right. When was the last time you heard somebody saying, oh, my God, I can't believe the government's making me right. stop. They're, right. Well, they're not because it's just an is it's a, it's clearly one of those things that we all take for granted. But if we don't do it, we get issued tickets. There could be accidents. There's you know, what I mean, like the government, right. we, we listen to what they tell us to do because and it's not even that they tell us to do. We've all agreed to because yeah. it's in the best interest so well the, the argument would be well no one's putting something in my body that i'm not familiar with because i have to stop at a stop sign but there are other vaccines which we mentioned that yeah. you do have to have before you're allowed to go to school uh, or things like that so when we say the government sometimes it's your local government sometimes True. it's your state government so it's one of those things i hate that we're here understand why it happened not mm -hmm. from a political perspective but from a business perspective and from a life and a and actually a freedom perspective yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting that that the government feels like they have to take away some of our freedom so the restore we can restore the other freedoms that we've been so accustomed to yep fair enough all right kirby now that we're going to get skewered on that topic would you have, have another one we can talk about um let's see i'm going to go with let's do something a little bit more fun um, for me anyway. So one, I've been asking people a lot lately, this one question and, yeah. um, and I'm going it, to, and it's the, the question is what is one piece of advice you hear all of the time mm -hmm. that you don't think it's true? Like it's okay. like, and, and it's something I, I think mainly because I'm a bit of a contrarian, I can name a few. Um, and okay. I'm not going to put you on the spot to come up with one. If you, if you have one, that's great, but here's the one mm -hmm. that I wanted to give you. And I, mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you why, you know, why I think it's wrong. And then feel free to tell me if I'm full of it. Okay. Okay. So the piece of advice I hear, and you hear it from coaches a lot, but teachers, mm -hmm. stuff like that, that say how you do anything is how you do everything. Okay. And, and the concept I think is that, you know, if you're, if you're lackadaisical in doing this, mm -hmm. then you're going to be lackadaisical in doing everything. And mm -hmm. so I get the concept, but no, it's not. How you do anything is not how you do everything. Mm -hmm. We all have things that we pick and choose and are more passionate about or more excited about. And I feel like that's one of those pieces of advice that is mm -hmm. like designed to, I guess, kick you in the pants. But I think a yeah. lot of times it just sort of beats you down because it just makes you, well, wait a second. If how I do everything is how I do that, it's like, well, I'm kind of lackadaisical about my mm -hmm. eating habits. So I'm, a, I'm yeah. shitty at life. <laughs> so I, I've always like pushed back on that piece of advice. So what mm. say Bill, do you think how you do anything is how you do everything or? No, I think each thing <laughs> is different. So I think that's way too much of a blanket statement. And the one that came to mind when you asked it, so I agree with you. I don't even have anything to yeah. add. Okay, cool. You said it perfectly is when people tell me the ends justify the means. <laughs> um, that is one that drives me nuts because when I hear that, what it means to me is all that matters is that end result. And if it means cheating, if it means taking shortcuts, if it means not doing the, the quote unquote right thing, um, as long as you get the result, that's cool. So it's like, well, I, I got all A's. I cheated to get it, but I got all A's. So be happy <laughs> I got all A's. Or, you know, I, I, I made a profit this year because I cheated my clients. You know, right. I mean, so I do think people, you know, it's a well-meaning phrase of, hey, man, just put your nose to the grindstone, gut it out and all that. But I don't like the end justifies the means at all. I've pushed back against that my entire life. The that. end rarely 
if ever <laughs> justifies the means. Yeah. So I, so I would say this will be an interesting one for the audience. We've got some, some mm -hmm. great folks who will occasionally um, kind of give us their feedback on the pod. I would love to hear from the audience of a piece of advice that you hear all the time that you don't agree with. That's, that, that's yeah. just fascinating to me. Can I add one more that yeah. just popped into my little Billy brain? You know, when people tell me it's not what you know, it's who you know, there's an element of truth to that. Sure, it sure. really is, especially as, as you advance in your career and you have more experience, you know, getting jobs and things like that. A lot of times who you know is the most important part of the process in the beginning to get in the door. But it very quickly will become about what you know. Mm. So it, 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 again, these little blanket quips yeah. drive me bonkers because people are like, hey man, it's not who you, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Well, to a certain extent, yes. But again, at some point you will be exposed for the fraud you are if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Well, and I think the other piece of that is uh, it's it, uh, number one, the reason it's it's used a lot is because it's an excuse for why somebody doesn't succeed. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so what I would say is yep. part of the what you know mm -hmm. is understanding who you should know. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, totally agree. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. I think we've talked about that. Actually, I need to take it off my list. <laughs> um, have we talked about Facilis Group coming up with a new software name? I think we have. I don't think so. Oh, then let's talk about it. Facilis Group's come up with a new software name, Curry. <laughs> Sweet. Um, and a new website. So okay. um, uh, you, you're familiar with Facilis, yep. huge company uh, buying group really in the industry, but they also have a great uh, technology backend for their uh, distributor partners. And it's a CRM and workflow solution. It used to be called at ease, which makes sense from a workflow perspective. Right. Okay? They've changed the name to Syncor, S-Y-N-C-O-R-E, Syncor. Okay. Syncor. Now, to me, Syncor sounds like a name that uh, is in a Terminator movie because was he was sent back in time that. to that's... kill Sarah Connor. I was literally just thinking, oh my God, that sounds like a sci-fi. <laughs> I, I know it's well-meaning and it sounds very highbrow. Oh, welcome to Syncor. But I... I at ease makes so much more sense to me. And so I guess my question to you is, when should companies look at changing the name of their internal products? And how do you find the right name? Because to me, I, I understand that they felt at ease did not adequately really represent the full depth and breadth of their solution. And I, I firmly believe that's accurate. I just don't think the name Syncor sounds really good at all. And so, I feel like, you know, someone's about to say, I need to close your boots and your motorcycle. <laughs> so, okay. So, uh, because I didn't read this, I just want to ask a question. So yeah. does it stand for something? Is it like, is it like sin stands for this or court? You know what I mean? Like, is, is that, I don't, I, I don't, you know, this has been on my list to talk about for about three weeks now. So honestly, I don't remember. I don't okay. believe it represents anything like that. So, so uh, what I, maybe I it does, what, I'm sure it does. Yeah. It, it, that would, it sounds like a name. Like I think it, it, the, if you understand sort of the development that there, it might have a, a, a sort and of I'm sure it's, I'm sure it stands for like synergy of your core products maybe. or something like that. My guess, something yeah. like that. So if that's the case, then I think it, it and, and here's what I would say. I, mm -hmm. it doesn't bother me at all because of Facilis is a tight knit group. That's just the sure. point of the exercise. Right. And so in a, a world like that, where it's, you know, pretty finite, then you can roll it out and kind of call it whatever you want, because you can get behind and say, Hey, here's what it stands for. Here's this, here's that. If I were rolling it out to the whole industry, I mean, my, the idea that you and I both 
thought of the Terminator movies mm-hmm. the moment we heard it is kind mm-hmm. of hilarious to me. <laughs> so I'm going to d- disagree with you, Kirby Hossman, because okay. if you got to spend any amount of time explaining what that stands for, you've lost. I don't care if it's your internal clients or your external ones. It's one of the reasons, and, and you and I both plied our trade at Halo Branded mm-hmm. Solutions for, for some time. Um, they had a subsidiary that you actually worked for called Lee Wayne Corporation. Yep. Hated the name. I, I didn't know Mr. Lee or Mr. Wayne. I'm sure they were wonderful folks, but it sounds like a plumbing company. Yeah. If I've got to explain to you what my company does, I've lost. Yeah. I've lost. So I have to explain what Syncor is. That to me, you've lost. Again, you've lost less because it's an internal ecosystem right. product. So it's, but, but to me, now you've got to spend time explaining it it's yeah. not it's again, not the right name I, I i hear what you're saying and I, again my only pushback would be if it represents some sort of internal core value i think it's a yeah. pretty short conversation yeah. right like Probably so and i think like at halo what was the the order management that they had was it called web star or something it was like that? called web star before yeah. that it was called star now star was an acronym and i don't remember what it stands for because it's been damn near 15 yeah, a years. million years but, but, but then they Web put on Star? web and it was called WebStar. Mm-hmm. So, so great. So I didn't know that. I didn't know that it yeah. was called Star before. I rolled in. They said we have an order management called WebStar. And I was like, cool. How do I use it? And that then, is the only then, then amount Kirby, of time. <laughs> this will be the only time I ever say this on the podcast. I might be wrong. All right, Kirby. <laughs> let's move on to the game. Now, I know you grew up, you're, you're a little bit younger than me. Lots, but yeah. you grew up in an era when you'd come home from school and a lot of times on ABC, there'd be something called an after-school special. Do you remember yeah. the ABC after-school specials? Yeah, I was I was always excited when there was a show. Okay, so I didn't, you know, I, I did a little bit of research on this. Um, so it was on ABC. It ran for 25 years from 1972 to 1997. I had no idea it was that long of a running series. Okay. Something so just this occurred is to a, me. What? That the the after-school special is the spawn of the Hallmark Channel. Guess correct. It just okay, popped well, in my we're, head. <laughs> we're going to get to that. All right. So I'm going to do a little rapid fire. There are no wrong answers. I'm going to give you two in either or movie title. Okay. And you tell me which best applies to your childhood. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. All right. So for example, uh, the, the first one is, is easy. So the first, it's seven. And a lot of things you got to remember these after school specials, sometimes they try to take on very hard topics but the titles they would come up with were very kind of funny when you look back on them. And sometimes they really reached for topics. And so kind of like this podcast. <laughs> we for topics. So, all right, Furby, Kirby, the first one, um, Seven Wishes of a Rich Kid okay. or Rookie of the Year. Uh, yeah, I think Rich Kid is kind of a, probably be a stretch for my childhood. Um, but so I would go rookie of the year. That would be, I would love okay, to be great. rookie of the year. And if you have any questions about what these movies were about, I'm happy to explain, <laughs> but I'm going to, all right. <laughs> okay. Have you ever been ashamed of your parents or my mother was never a kid? <laughs> um, I, I guess, have you ever been ashamed of your parents? Like I, I, I actually got, I was a weird kid. I got along well with my parents as a kid. Okay. Hammerman's after you, or, but it's not my fault. <laughs> um, I think I was probably a typical kid when I said, but it's not my fault. Okay. 
the amazing cosmic awareness of Duffy Moon, or the incredible, indelible, magical, physical mystery trip. And by the way, both of those sound like movies Troy McClure from The Simpsons would have starred in, but that's okay. beside the point. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even, I don't know that I can even remember the titles. I, of I'll those. give you them again. <laughs> the amazing cosmic awareness of Duffy Moon, or the incredible, indelible, magical, physical mystery trip. The indelible physical mystery trip, I guess. Okay, close enough. Yeah. All right. The toothpaste millionaire, or it isn't easy being a teenage millionaire. I figured since you're an entrepreneur, you probably yeah, the first no, for sure. The first one, years. the first okay. one, the toothpaste millionaire would have totally resonated with me. It's not okay. easy being a teenage millionaire would have pissed me off. <laughs> okay. It must be love because I feel so dumb, or it's no crush. I'm in love. <laughs> I was pretty cheesy. So I'd go, it's no crush. I'm in love. All right. Mighty Moose and the quarterback kid. Or it's a, or it's a mile from here to glory. Ooh, those, I actually like both those titles. I'm going to go with the quarterback okay. kid on that. Mighty Moose and the quarterback good. kid. Yeah. All right. Andrea's story, a hitchhiking story, or... Getting even a wimp's revenge. Oh, for me, getting even a wimp's revenge for sure. Actually, I think that was a late one because I'm, I'm wondering if my kids didn't see that one. Okay. Tattle, when to tell on a friend or high school narc. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I was, I, I, yeah, that, that, I would not which have. One? Which one would describe my life? Yes. Yeah, that's I've researched your life and I yeah, know that's a no for me, applies. dog. I wouldn't I wouldn't have narked. That's just not okay. Not what I would have done. All right. I won't I won't I won't rat you out. All right. Okay. Thanks. Reading, <laughs> reading, writing, and reefer. Or stoned. Yeah, I again I, I wasn't really into recreational drug use in high school, but I would say okay. reading, writing, and reefer sounds fun. I, I love alliteration. Okay, so what you're saying is you're into recreational drugs after high school. Good to know. <laughs> All right, um, next one. One too many or the late great me, story of a teenage alcoholic. Yikes. Yeah, that's that's a reach for sure. Uh, what was the first one? I'm sorry. One too one many. One too many. Yeah, that's, that's probably me. Okay. One too many. Last one, you've done great. <laughs> Where do teenagers come from? Or the day my kid went punk. Well, the one that I would like to see today is the day my kid went punk. That sounds fun. I so uh, <laughs> uh, I actually <laughs> I actually watched that this week because it was on it was our Wondering Wednesday uh, because I thought it was funny. That's where oh. the inspiration came from, and I actually watched it. It stars some kid who is a cello player or violin player Robin and decides Benson. to go punk, and his dad. <laughs> played by no other than bernie capel that would be dr bricker from the love boat which makes it so much more delicious <laughs> you know what else is delicious kirby what's that bill our good pals over at promo pulse that's right they're amazing amp email service we've talked about that but let's talk about the additional tools their daily pulse that free inspirations over right to your inbox from suppliers and industry thought leaders and then the app itself so gorgeously designed so easy to use Head over to your local app store, download the app, and then you can always go to promopulse.io and see all the amazing tools that they do have. So thank you to Jason Oaks and Promo Pulse for sponsoring this very angry and bitter podcast today. Now, Kirby, I don't know about you, but I am uh, I think I'm going to go have uh, one too many. 
<laughs> well, hey, can I just say thank you? Uh, this has put me in a much better mood, so I appreciate it. Me too, buddy. Have a good one. Yeah.